Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast. I'm your host, and this is where we live. I want to thank you guys for passing by today. We're going to do a module today. We're going to focus on communication skills. And um, let's see what we can uh, come up with for today. So let's, uh, let's focus on body language for today. We're going to do communication and, um, let me see. Oh, okay. Hold on. So this obviously has been, um, updated, right? Going to communication skills. I'm going to body language. Okay. So let's go with um, active listening. Mind Tools Club. What the fuck is this? Okay. Influence model. All right. So we got a module loaded up. And um, let's start. So, I've had a wonderful week so far. Very productive week. Everything is blessed. Can't complain. Um, I've been targeting specific industries and businesses. So far, my win-loss ratio is like 80%, 85%. And... Um, <laughs> My boy just sent me up. Um, basically, that's where I'm at. Um, with the music, I've sorted through the catalog. I've picked out about 300 records in the genres of salsa, bachata, and reggaeton. Um, I'm currently sorting out dembow. Um, I did a few hip-hop, a few rap, and, um, I think even a few trap songs. But the dembos, I have to definitely sort them out and then put them in a separate chamber because I know for sure I have a lot more reggaeton records than I have dembo records. The dembo records are good, and they're good for the market that I'm going to be performing in. But I definitely want to work more on Dembo. I feel like I have so much reggaeton that I I have no need to add any more to my repertoire. Uh, maybe for the rest of the year. <sighs> These are not exclu- including the, the mainstream uh, records. So I've been cooling down my coffee. Let me see how they made it. I got me a coffee from McDonald's. I put eight creams, eight sugars. So let's see how it does. Mm. Okay, not too bad, not too bad. Um, I want to discuss a few things before we go into the module because it may tie into what I'm kind of challenged with. So yesterday, I had a 
indirect educational series with one of my closest friends and business partners. You know, in a sense, it is a time for action. In a sense, it is a time to get serious with what we're trying to accomplish. And I'm doing my best to teach this person um, exactly how we can be successful. Um, you may find it in your pursuit of happiness as you are developing a goal or a dream, if you have an aspiration to achieve success, that you may reach a point where you need to start building a team. Once you identify that need, you do everything in your power to kind of suffice that. Excuse me, fix my microphone here. You do everything in your power to suffice that and... You know, as you're building a team or teams, basically, you go through a learning curve, right? You're dealing with people from different parts of the world, different cultures, different perspectives, different um, education, different backgrounds, different cultural beliefs, etc. But your job as the entrepreneur is to make everything work, where everybody feels valued, Everybody understands that this is an environment where only the best ideas win. And everybody can be themselves and just have a vote. Because we carry a lot of things from our childhood into adulthood. And that's something that we need to embrace. Because it gives us our unique signature, right? So, in order to address the elephant in the room, we need to look in the mirror. We need to say, okay, what can we do differently or what can we improve on? So, in in this particular situation, although the conversation came about um, because of an article I was working on for Future Tech Plus, which we're going to discuss that too before we go into the module, but um, even though that spawned the opportunity to address these other underlying issues, um, it was still important mutually to talk about the article and how it interacts with the business side. But by the same token, still address these issues because, you know, there's a time to play and there's a time to be serious. And, you know, that's a fine line that you walk when you have businesses with close family members, friends, and peers, right? So I believe that in every um, aspect, you should have fun, and I'm all for that, you know, nothing nothing against that, but there has to be some type of balance, and every once in a while, things have to get serious, the tone has to change, and in a sense, I'm training the people around me to understand that, you know, I work banker's hours, right, I'm a Jewish man on top of that, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, are my hardcore days for business, right? Thursday, I'm preparing for the sabbatical, so I disconnect from the world until the following Monday, right? The reason is because that's my time of prayer, you know, meditation, you know, just dedicating it to God and kind of sorting out through everything that's going on. So I try not to do business as much as I can, nor do I advise for anybody to do that. But when it comes to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's religiously serious to me, you know. 
And especially during business hours, like, you know, we're friends, we're boys, we're colleagues, we're family members, we're cousins, we're brothers, whatever. But when it comes to business, I have to be the boss. I have to be serious about what I'm doing. I got millions of dollars invested um, over the last six years. In May, it will be six years. So next month, it'll be six years. I haven't slept a full good night's sleep in six years because the industry has changed so much. I've dealt with so many things, and I'm still dealing with them. And this is what we call the uncomfortable phase. Yes, nobody could have foreseen COVID-19. As a matter of fact, I closed the contract yesterday. And, um, you know, a friend of mine who is in, in, in need of assistance to grow the business, you know, on a bad year, this business did $2 million, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how can we get it to $6 million or $7 million. Like, we have the work cut out for us. At the same time, I can't baby this person, even though they're in management and administration, in the same way that they cannot, by default, uh, baby, you know, the ownership, which in this case is Procter & Gamble. So, even during the meeting, I wanted to mention Bob Proctor. And I swear to you, for the life of me, I could not remember. All I kept thinking about was the law of attraction. And let me tell you about it. And it's like during the meeting, I blanked out. I forgot his name. Where well, I was Proctor and Gamble. You know, he's the founder of the company. So long story short, it put everything into perspective because it can put a constraint on your relationship with people. You know, as much as I have love for everybody around me, I am still the owner of this company. I am the boss. I'm the artist. I am the everything. Nothing moves without my approval. So if I can be cool and calm and collected and passive with most things, I reserve the right to be understood when I have to put my foot down. And see, when a situation reaches the God realm, that's when I have a problem. Not by execution, but because of the principles. Like, I can laugh and play and I can joke all day nonstop. But that's while I'm getting my work done. Anything interrupts my creative flow it's automatically a threat to the company and is deemed so as a danger. It's a cancer that must be cut from the roof. So when it comes to addressing these things, in the past few weeks there have been difficult conversations that were necessary, so abrupt and so blunt and so forceful that the following day I had to tell my staff, like, listen, it's okay. We're not always going to agree on things. My job is to understand. My job is nothing more than that. Work hard and get this company to the next level. If we're at a $2 million scale right now, we need to figure out how to get to seven, eight, nine, ten million. If it took two, four, or maybe five or six years to develop a business before, Right now, it's probably seven to nine years, and that's just the reality. 
I had not heard the term COVID-19 for a while in business. And uh, my friend was telling me, like, you know, a lot of the corporate stores are closed. There's only two stores. There's one in New York, one in Florida, and there's another one in the Midwest somewhere. And it doesn't really technically count as a, you know, as a regular store. It's more like a corporate thing where only corporate employees are allowed to interact. So who would have thought so many years ago a mammoth of a company like this would be down to two stores? And perhaps the smallest store is doing $2 million, you know? From what I was told, their strategy was to shut down the stores as COVID-19 hit. Translation, let's use the insurance money. Let's use the government bailouts to shut down these stores before, you know, COVID just wreaked the complete damage and the havoc that it did. I see a full opportunity for a franchise that I've been working on for some time. And any franchise similar to it because this particular company has very good products. They even have a good sales strategy, but they don't have the execution. They don't have the customer experience. You see, one thing is for me to sell you a product, right? But for me to give you an experience is something completely different. And in this circumstance... That's exactly what's happening with this business. They have great products. They even have an amazing sales force. But that's not enough. Where you're doing $2 million, you should be doing 20 And if you could give an experience, you would be close to that. Again, people driving like retards. I have no idea why. So I find myself in a similar position because... How do I, you know, express to everybody that I'm extremely hardworking and we got to get the fucking job done? We could chill, we could laugh, we could joke, we could play, we could do whatever. But there comes a time where, yo, you got to put the fucking diamond to the grinder. You got to cut the diamond. You got to polish the diamond. You have to get it verified and certified. You have to place it in the right setting so that the diamond can truly um, showcase its value. So that the piece of jewelry is really worth something. And this is what happens in business. Sometimes we just have some of the elements, but we don't have them all. You know, sometimes personally, we're afraid to cut the diamond, polish the diamond, and place it in the right setting. And that's what's happening in this situation. You know, right now, I'm forging everyone from the fire, from the pressure, right? They're, they were pieces of coal. Now they're becoming diamonds. And now that they realize they're becoming diamonds, they're afraid to be cut and polished and placed in the right setting. So the context of the conversation was this. There's an opportunity in the company for a position that could pay upwards of $5 million a year. This is more than this store makes as a retail store. And we're talking about Disneyland. You know, we're talking Walt Disney. We're not talking like fucking Nickelodeon. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about as big as it gets, right? Like 
this is on a scale with like Apple and fucking Meta, you know? Who doesn't love Disney movies? It just doesn't exist. That's almost a part of everybody's childhood, right? Like Star Wars or Star Trek or Voltron and shit like that. Power Rangers. Fucking, the list goes on and on. Now, this person's mentality is of a thirty-five to $55,000 a year job. Even though they claim they want $100,000, $150,000, their actions time and time again showcase the motivation and the motives, the perspective of someone that can only generate thirty-five to 55000 Now, there's nothing wrong with that. You have 55000 a year, liquid, after taxes, you know, with perfect credit, you're going to live a very good life. But the problem is, is that there's more. You see, a tree grows as tall as it can grow. It puts its root down into the bedrock as deep as they can potentially go. It, it, it branches out as many branches as it can sustain with the water supply uh, that it has. Quantity, water source, quality, right? It sprouts as many seeds as it can, as many flowers, and each flower produces as much pollen as it possibly can. And when the human being does not um, express his or her full potential, there's always something missing. And what tends to happen is that that person or that individual tends to overcompensate for what ultimately is clear and evident that it's a self-inflicted wound. I believe that we are gifted with one life. We get one chance to make this shit happen. Fast forward to the actual article that I wrote yesterday. There's another magazine online competing with mine's. My magazine is called Future Tech Plus. This magazine is called Future Tech Trends. I don't want to engage because I have the power to be able to create content with no problem. So I waited almost two months to post another article because the article that I published on the 17th of February was so powerful, I, I basically silenced the online magazine community. Remember, I'm not corporate-backed. I'm a one-man army, right? So for me to be competing with these juggernauts without resources, imagine the environment that I could cultivate, the culture that I could build organically to compete with the big dogs, right? Well, I decided not to engage. I already planned to change the name of the magazine. You know why? Because I have the power. And that's what the article was about yesterday. It was simple. It was sweet. It was short. It was more speaking to the subconscious than, than speaking to the conscious mind. But what I'm letting everyone know is that I have the power to turn on the switch or turn it off whenever I want to. So let's put that into context. Let's peel back the layers. I'll give you this perfect example. I have a podcast that I started a few years back. Not my own personal podcast, but a separate one. The Collective are all childhood friends. These guys are naturally funny as can be, right? 
Well, when we started building the podcast as friends, right? I immediately think of the business side of it, right? So that's that's my perspective. Like, okay, let's turn this into a business. What happens? Everybody goes through these ego temper tantrums. The program shreds apart. Everybody's so busy asking for the power. I give them all the equal, same amount of power over the network. They all fall apart. It's like pulling up into a driveway or a parking lot and somebody has the same car you have, same color, same everything. Maybe your wheels are different, right? But it has to run through your mind like, wow. Am I cookie cutter? Do I just fit a fucking mold that's just predetermined? Like gingerbread man, gingerbread man, gingerbread man, right? All right. Everybody's frustrated. They don't know how to express it. So they just stop posting content. I'm the only person that continuously posted new content. So you know what I did? I continued to post constant uh, content. Letting them know, sending a clear message. No matter what you do, what you say, or what you think, I built this avenue. I built this network, and I'm going to sustain it. The same is true in social media. I have some family members and peers that have a group. Some of these digital platforms allow you to broadcast live, etc., over the network, right? Now, everybody was heavy on content creation until I started bringing quality, premium content. So you know what they started to do? They stopped posting content. So you know what I did? I continued to do it. To send a clear message. You don't have to post anything today. You don't have to post anything this week. You don't have to post anything this month or this year. But guess what? I'm going to post content every single day, no matter what you do. So you know what's happening now? They felt that they've lost the leverage, and they're clawing their way back to create new content. Sometimes you have to lose to win in life. If that opportunity was not pulled away under the rug, under them, it wouldn't have lit the fire that they needed to to have the call to action and get to the business side. Because we're so quick to go to the emotional route and we want to play God, so we go to the God realm. Again, that's what I attack. We can sometimes be so difficult to commit to follow through on, on a vision or a dream or a goal aspiration that we know is going to lead to success, that we identify as the true source of our happiness. This is why we get up every day and we do what we do, right? We're so quick to not commit to that, but we'll commit to quitting. We'll commit to stopping. We'll commit to pausing. We'll commit to what people say, think, or gesturize when it deals with our shit. Yet, God gave you the ability to choose your happiness in your own quantity, and in your own magnitude, and however the fuck you imagine it. Like, the whole universe was created for you. What do you want? You want 100 sports cards? Done. What else? You want 200 boats? Done. You want 300 airplanes? Okay. And what are you going to do after that? First of all, what price are you willing to pay to have those things? How are you going to pay it forward? And then what are you going to do from there?
everybody doesn't want a BMW. Everybody doesn't think that that's the definition of success. You drive through the countryside and a Firebird Trans Am is a Ferrari in that setting. And some people can live perfectly fine the rest of their life just having a fishing boat. That's their definition of success. You know, I looked at some private jets from the small ones to the starters to the big shits. I like the little ones. They're better on gas or more efficient. The technology is way better, easier to upgrade. And it's just a fucking reality. Dealing with my family, you know, I'm like, all right, I want the Vision, the Series Vision Jet, and I want the Honda Jet. You know what I'm thinking? I'm going to pay the premium to get the little extra rows so my family can use the jet on my downtime. That's just who I am. That's a goal that I have for myself. My fucking family members don't think that way. They don't have a contingency plan for financial freedom and stability. That includes me flying their fucking private jet for free. But to me, that's the definition of success. To them, that's something they will use as leverage to belittle other people. So God sees to it that they never achieve that level. One moment could change your life or it could stay the same. I could learn from that shit or I could be the same. The choice is completely up to me. I'm the engine and I'm the brake. Yesterday's article was all about that. Five images, maybe ten paragraphs, done. In and out. Stick and move. Everybody's like, wow. And I'm challenging everybody to pursue their dreams. I'm really speaking directly to my peers and my colleagues. I'm letting them know, listen, if you want to talk about sports center, let's just talk about sports. Let's keep it out of the context of business. If you want to talk about gossip and uh, tabloids, let's talk about that. But let's not take away the energy from what the business is. If this business is not for you, it's simple. You're not a tree. You could change your environment. A tree can't just pick up, lift its roots, and walk down five miles and say, I'm going to plant myself here. But a human being has the power to be able to do things like that. And again, the power and the choice is truly yours. If you don't have the heart and the balls and the guts to pursue your dreams... Don't, don't have the heart and the balls and the guts to destroy somebody else's dreams. Because now you're in the God realm. So now you're a target. Now I have to destroy you. I have to become Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. The God realm is for God only to figure out. I gave everybody the example of how I took a closet and built an office out of it. And I got my shit in order to have the businesses that I have today. You know what that means? It's easy. Like a library card, which is free. Anybody can get it. Anybody can be part of the exclusive club. It's called the 2-3% to club. You could be a leader and be a wolf amongst the sheep, or you could just be a sheep and just follow. Anybody can go build an excellent resume, go get some type of training or trade, and just go work for corporate America. And fuck it. Admit it to yourself and to the world. Be clear and transparent. I took the easy button. I'm going to go work corporate. 
I'm going to do my 22 to 25 years. I'm going to retire with the pension. I'm a good number three guy. I'm a good number two guy. But don't fucking use every excuse to criticize the person that says, I'm going to be the 1%. I gave the example of owning a, a vineyard. I don't want to buy a bottle of wine. I want to own the establishment that retails the bottle of wine. I want to own the land that cultivates the grapes. I want to process the grapes. I want to bottle the grapes. I want to promote and market the grapes myself. That's the way that I think. That's my mentality. If you aim only to have your name on a corporate building or a napkin or a product or some shit, that's not going to do it for me. That's not enough for me to chase. I like to hunt. I'm a hunter. I'm here to conquer shit. Genghis Khan of business. I don't want to waste time. Having a corporate job with a corporate bailout and a corporate paycheck and a corporate this, that, that shit does not turn any of my engines on. I'm not even interested in that shit. You know how fucking boring it would be to do the same shit for 25 years nonstop? That's fucking madness to me. I'm allergic to mediocre shit like that. But so for some people, hey man, who the fuck am I to tell them that they're bugging? That I think that's some fucking bullshit. To be fucking cookie cutter. Gingerbread man, gingerbread man, gingerbread man. Every year is a fucking new gingerbread man. Man, fuck that shit. You only live once. When it's all said and done, they're going to be able to say, yo, man, my dad did this and my dad did that and my dad did this. It would never be like, my father was a carpenter. <laughs> my father was a plumber and that was it. That's all he did. Fucking welded pipes and cut pipes and measure pipes and sold pipes and distributed pipes. and That's all he did. Plumbing. I do everything from write poetry to music to fucking real estate franchises to design cars and computer programming and fucking systems and business systems and everything else. You don't like it too bad. Your problem. You cannot put me in a box. I'm a motherfucking free thinking person. I hate being in a fucking box. I hate everything about being in a box. Don't put me in no fucking category. Don't compare me to nothing. Don't compare me to nobody. We're not the same. I don't do that mediocre shit. I don't do that fucking weak shit. I, I fucking hate that shit. And I can't say it enough. And then people get surprised. I could be a keynote speaker. I could do a TED talk. I could give a proposal for a business. I could motivate my staff. And they're like, wow. We had no idea. Yeah, it's called putting my fucking foot down on your neck. Every once in a while, I got to light the fire and say, hold up. Going in the wrong direction here. There can only be one captain of the ship. We're staying the course. We're going from zero to a few million dollars. From a few million dollars to a few decamillions. And from a few decamillions to a few hundred million. Once we get to a few hundred million, the next challenge is automatic. We got to get to a billion dollars or better. Even if it takes a lifetime, fuck, at least you tried. I'd rather fucking live my life trying to get to the trillions than do anything else. If I want to do music, I want to do music. If I want to do film, I do film. 
If I want to write video games, I'm going to write video games. Who the fuck told me that I could only do one thing? I could walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time. I could play football, baseball, and basketball. I could play soccer and tennis and play golf and play video games and play Monopoly and Uno cards and fucking chess and checkers and dominoes. Who the fuck told me you must choose one? You're a plumber. <laughs> gingerbread man, gingerbread man. Ginger- I got to be a fucking gingerbread man. I got to dress how you want me to dress. I got to act how you want me to act. I got to talk how you want me to talk. I got to have the same gestures and mannerisms. You want me to fucking think like you? What are you, retarded or crazy? God made me unique. Like every fucking snowflake. Like every fucking strain of sand. They're all different. Every fucking grass that grows on earth is completely different. There are no two that are the same. They can be similar. They can come close, but they're not the same. Every oak tree does not resemble every other oak tree. A lot of close similarities, but not an identical clone or copy. I hate the dream killers that don't have the heart to pursue their dreams, but they will destroy everybody else's dream. And if there's one message I can share with the youth is go for your own dreams. Hashtag go for your own dreams. That was the hashtag I used for the magazine article yesterday. That article is probably one of the most powerful articles that I put together. It took me two months. I did it in about an hour. And everybody's like, oh, man, he still got it. That's right. You could copy. You could, you could follow everything I'm doing. But you're always going to be second best. You know why? Because I'm always going to be the leader. I'm always going to direct the wolf pack, the sharks. This is where we go. This is how we attack. This is how we penetrate. This is how we execute. There's not a book I won't read. There's not a course I won't take. There's not a fucking anything of, uh, of anything that I wouldn't do for the success of my business. I submitted a contract for a food franchise, right? And they asked me these questions like, are you aggressive? Are you persistent? Are you one-track minded? I'm like, yes. But the proof is in the pudding. What is the context? When it comes to delivering the best products and services, for me, it's about establishing the best possible experience for each one of my clients. I don't have fucking customers. I have clients. These people are my family. They're my friends. They sustain my lifestyle. My job is to let them be my bosses. My clients tell me how they want the, the restaurant decorated, what kind of food they want and how they want it prepped and served, what kind of experience they want for their um for for their guest. Cuz at the end of the day, that's exactly the breakdown. So that may sound aggressive, especially on a business proposal, especially when we're forging a new partnership based on things like the economy and fucking COVID-19 and the aftermath. But it's all the filter that you use to look at the situation. I mean, as far as delivering the best of the best, including the experience. Some people shy away from that. Oh, my God. He said he's, he's on a one-track mind. Yeah, to deliver excellence. That's my one-track mind. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to be open-hearted if you want to fucking add bacon to the mac and cheese. It doesn't mean I'm not going to take that suggestion. I might put grapes in the mac and cheese. 
if that's what the customer wants. But the one-track mind is not for people to run and shy away from. The one-track mind is to deliver excellence. You look at the slogan for Lexus, the relentless pursuit of excellence. What a fucking slogan, baby. I am relentless when it comes to my pursuit of excellence. Excellence and success to me is not just the bank account. It's not just the job, the career. It's not just the product or the service. It's the lifestyle that you can deliver to the people that you love. That if you have a relative that, that needs medical help, that you're able to afford it. That if you need to travel for whatever health reasons, you're able to. That if you can find the best medicines, the best doctors, you have access to them. That your children have the best access to the best education. That you yourself have the best access to the best foods. And yoga programs and fucking exercise programs and high altitude, you know, uh, quality of air and shit like that. To me, that's what success is about, is the lifestyle. is being able to walk on the beach as much as you can hike or ride a mountain bike without worrying that the mortgage is due, that the business mortgage is due, that this has to be paid, etc., 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 that you're not in that fucking constant battle because that's all it is, which it, it goes back to our nature, right? It goes back to our roots. That's how it truly was for us. It was a constant battle every fucking day. So it's no different, but hopefully battle enough to the point where the battles are more psychological than physical. Where the battles are financial, where you're just making better financial decisions and you're able to live your life. I don't think God intended for us to be fucking machines. Financial freedom allows you to be human again. And not worry about shit. And not worry about the economy and politics and all that bullshit. Think about the people that love jogging. And that's their world. They know about the gear, the equipment, the socks, which ones to use. You know, what are the best trails and all these beautiful things, right? It seems like to them the economy doesn't matter. It seems like to them wherever there's war-torn countries or war conflicts don't affect them. You know why? Because their world is hiking or mountain biking or jogging. Or yoga. I choose to subscribe to those universes. I choose to think about business. That's why I know there will never be a nuclear war. That's why I know all that shit is psychological bullshit. There's too many people that contribute to society. That require that education and the execution of what they learn. For us to fucking allow an atomic or nuclear bomb to destroy half the world and lose all of that progress. That's all that would happen. That shit would never happen. That's why even when it comes to the news, I stick to the financial news. I don't want to hear about bullshit. I don't want to hear about negativity. I want to know about the guy that started selling candies and now owns a franchise where they sell custard and ice cream and candy and all kinds of shit. And he's a millionaire and he does what he what he loves to do or she. You understand me? I want to hear the story about the father that wakes up every morning and takes his kids to school. I want to hear about the family that goes to church and does the right thing, goes to school and gets graduated, and they get married and everything works out. I don't want to hear fucking destruction here, bomb over there, economy this, that, and the third. Fuck the economy, fuck politics, pursue your dreams. 
You cannot be all things to all people in all places at all times under all circumstances. That's fucking insanity. That's impossible. Focus on your dreams. Study what you love. Do what you love. And you'll never work a day in your life. And then with whatever you generate, use that as a platform to build something else. Now full circle. Coming back to my close peer, my friend, and, and my family member, my business partner. You say you want the lifestyle of making $5 million a year. You love everything about it. But you work so hard to keep the mentality of making thirty-five dollars to $50,000 a year, maybe 55000 And I'm being kind. Yet you can easily criticize anybody else even pursuing making, you know, dollars $100, $150,000 a year. How the fuck is that fair? How is it fair to you how is it fair to, to everybody else in the world? Everybody's in a rush to get a fucking cup of coffee. They're all fucking cutting each other off. It's not even traffic here. There's a parking lot. There's 300 motherfuckers fighting over coffee. You come to a Starbucks. This is where I host my, my, my podcast. And they're all cutting each other off in traffic, fighting over this. What is this over? Fucking coffee? It's bullshit. Over a cup that says, I'm Tiffany, or I'm Timothy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Life is about more than that. Some people don't realize that they're winning, and nobody tells them. That's the fucked up part. Nobody tells them, yo, you got a great career. You got a great marriage. You got a beautiful home. You have a modern car. You have savings. You have no debt. You have credit. You can travel. You can study what you want. You can open what kind of business you want. You know in the stock market you can invest in any company, any product or service that you can fucking imagine? What the fuck are you complaining about? You're young, you're beautiful, you're handsome, you got health, you got an education, you're cultured, you got a good background, you got a great family, you got great friends and peers. How the fuck are you depressed? How the fuck are you on drugs? How the fuck are you an alcoholic? How the fuck are you burning bridges with other people that love you and care about you? What the fuck is the matter with you? You drive a Corvette, but you can afford a Ferrari. And you fucking lie to yourself and to the world that you can't fucking buy the Ferrari, but bullshit. So your bank account, you could buy 20 Ferraris. And you drive around like you're miserable and you have road rage. You can't enjoy the Corvette because you don't have the mentality to enjoy a Ferrari. But you will criticize me for buying a Ferrari. And I'm supposed to put my pants down and say, yes, master, let me be fucking depressed. Oh, poor guy. He's driving his Lamborghini by his goddamn self. No, my nigga, fuck that. Fuck that shit. I'm going to enjoy my fucking Ferrari. I'm going to enjoy my Porsche. I'm going to enjoy my Lamborghini. I'm going to enjoy my mansion. I'm going to enjoy my hut at, at the side of the beach. I'm going to enjoy everywhere I travel. I don't care about dumb shit. I know what the fuck is important. So why the fuck don't you? You don't want me to curse? I'm sorry. I'm from Harlem in the Bronx. Deal with it. This podcast is not for the faint of heart. I'm just getting started. I haven't even started the fucking module. But there's a reason why I'm doing this. Because sometimes you just got to tell people how the fuck it is. You thought you were coming here to learn about NFTs? 
You thought that was the end all be all? No, that was the foundation. I told my business partner, yo, my podcast is close to 10 years old. And this new one is a few years old, just talking about NFTs and technology. What do you think? I'm not talking to you about life and future tech plus? Education? Self-improvement? You know how fucking pissed off I am of all the nonsense books that they made me read as a kid that don't amount to shit in the real world? And I had to re-educate myself. You know how fucking proud I am to put that shit on my resume, to put it on a proposal when I approach a new business, new industry? You got to respect what the fuck I'm telling you because of technology. I don't give a fuck if you are a lawyer, doctor, stockbroker, engineer. I will learn that shit in a few weeks. Bitch. Pardon my French. I don't give a fuck what it is. You fucking task me with building a molecule, I will fucking learn everything about building a molecule. I just heard on the fucking radio today, they have a culture of bacteria that can eat through plastic. So that's going to do wonders for the earth and recycling and, you know, the green this and the green that. But it goes to show you, finally, we have a fucking organism that will eat some shit that, you know, kind of pollutes the motherfucking planet. Yo, the time is now, B. Tomorrow is today. Tomorrow is today. That's the name of today's podcast. Tomorrow is today. There's no such thing as waiting. Superman ain't coming. You're Superman. You're Superwoman. Fucking, you could give me a million reasons why you won't be successful, why you won't even fucking try to pursue your dreams, when all you need is one reason to succeed. Don't do it for you. Stop making success about you. I've said that for years. Make it about the people that you love. You know what? If it was up to me, I wouldn't aim for a trillion dollars. But you know what? I got four beautiful children with four beautiful women. I got parents that need my help. So I'm doing it for them. Sorry. Can't be mediocre. Gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. Cannot be the fucking gingerbread man. I cannot be what the fuck you want me to be. I can't talk how you want me to talk. I can't act how you want me to act. I can't do what the fuck you want me to do. I can only be me, one of a kind, unique, special, ever, with the faith of a mustard seed. Tired of being broke, tired of being uneducated, tired of being unsuccessful, tired of fucking living the cookie-cutter life, no, I don't want to be in corporate America, now we're business partners. If I rebuild the franchise, if I rebuild the business, listen, it's only for a few months, and I want my money up front. When you go to a vending machine, you got to put money in before the fucking soda falls down. That's my perspective on business. There's another business I sent a proposal to. I gave them 24 hours to respond, 72 hours to make a decision. My motto is I only build successful businesses. I'm the self-proclaimed Spanish-speaking Tony Robbins. If I can't help you, you can't be helped. My first offer is always the best. You fucked that up? Oh, man. Feel sorry for you, player. There's a franchise that I've been talking about, a Popeye's franchise, for the last few weeks. You know how hard I laugh when I drive past that shit and it's boarded up? Because I foresaw this. I predicted that shit 
a year ago, two years ago. I already saw the decline. I saw the change from one year to the next to now it's all boarded up. I remember every single employee, every single time I ordered, every time they fucked up my shit. Every single time. It's my favorite franchise, by the way. But some of some of us sometimes could get too big for our bridges. And we want to think about shit when we lose the business. You know what we do? We blame the economy. COVID-19. This, that, and the third. You know what's happening? All that fake money that you saw during the bailouts, now we're seeing the truth. I had a friend of mine move overseas and move back in less than a year. Wasn't what you thought, right? Shit is kind of different. What the fuck you want me to tell you? You want me to pacify you? You want me to pat you on the back? Good job? No. You're full of shit then. You're full of shit now. And you're going to continue to be full of shit until you take an initiative for yourself. Stop worrying about what people say, think, gesturize, whatever the fuck it is. None of those people give a fuck about you. They don't fucking care. They want to see you on the newspaper as a fucking failure. So they can feel good because they feel that your failure is their success. When those two things cannot be further from the truth. They're not correlated at all. So what are you going to do? You're going to get mad? You're going to fight the whole world for trying to keep you down in the press? Fuck that shit. Go get your education. Focus on what you want to do. Pursue your own dreams of your own choosing, your own quantity, however the fuck you see it fit. You get to choose. How the fuck can you complain? I'm going to have the illest car collection before it's all said and done. Why? Because that's what I like to do. I like to drive. I don't have to have 100 cars. I don't have to have 1,000 cars. I'm just going to have the cars that I want. And there's no limitations. Whatever the fuck I like. If I want to buy a fucking wagon, if I want to buy a truck, if I want to buy a minivan, guess what? I'm buying that shit, and I don't give a fuck what you think. No, I'm not Jay Leno. I'm more like Manny Cashman. Simple as that. I don't care what you think. If I don't care what my own fucking family, as toxic as they are, and I love them. They all listen to, I love y'all, but y'all fucking worse than acid. Yo, I have family members that if they jumped into a barrel of acid, the acid would jump out and say, I'm burning. So, none of that shit could stop me. You fucking turned me into Thanos. You gave me every fucking infinity stone. What do you want me to do? Give it back? <laughs> Tomorrow's today, my niggas. And my niggets. <laughs> and don't worry, I could give you the Pepperdine education, but I could give you the School of Hard Knocks. Whichever one is going to take for you to reach your potential, that's the one I'm going to give you. I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. This is not for the faint of heart. If you got a weak heart and a weak motherfucking mind, sucks for you because I ain't stopping anytime soon. I'll see you on the next one because the module I'm going to do a whole nother podcast for. But I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the VR1 NFT podcast. I'm your host and this is your home. May you have an amazing day today. May you conquer everything in your path. May everything that you touch turn into solid gold and flawless diamonds. Always remember to dream big because dreams come true. 
It happened to me, and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. But you got to get your shit together. See y'all in the next one. I love y'all.